0: hey guys welcome back to the attracting abundance podcast this is season two episode 12 i don't know sometimes when i'm about to start recording these i like get nervous and i think it's more nervous that i'm gonna like really stutter or forget what i'm saying which again we're normalizing that like i said the other episode i don't know like maybe two weeks ago But yeah, I hope you guys are doing well. I am excited about this episode. This is basically going to be about like acne as the overall theme and then a little bit about like birth control, cycle syncing a little bit. But again, I keep saying that I do want to have like a full episode about cycle syncing. I think I might even have my friend on as a guest. If she's open to it, because I am like not super, super well versed in it, but I do know a lot, but she's like actually studying it in school. So I think it would just be better to get like an actual professional on. But in the meantime, if you are curious about it, if you go to my brand's Instagram at Ava underscore the label on Instagram, you can watch our IG live together. Her name's Sasha and we talk like for basically an hour about cycle syncing And she answers a bunch of questions that I ask her, like if you're maybe pregnant or you don't have a cycle, like kind of how to navigate that. And she's, I'm pretty sure she's like about to graduate college. So I'm sure her knowledge is even bigger now. And um, I was going to say at the end, but I guess I'll just start with it that she's actually launching an app for like tracking your cycle. And it's, I'm pretty sure she has like capital behind her. Like she has people investing in her, which is super cool because she's literally not even out of college, like, I think that just is, like, so impressive to me, because, like, I'm so, like, I'm always looking up to all of these entrepreneurs, and I always feel like I'm behind, and then it's, like, for her to come in when she's, like, literally not even out of college, like, starting this app is, like, so cool to me, and I just think it really goes to show that, like, you're never too young, and you're also never too old to, like, go after your dreams and, like, make something for yourself, and I just think it's really cool, like, there's just so many possibilities out there, and you know if you get the right people in your circle or you work on pitching yourself or whatever like really the world is your oyster and it's just all about connections at the end of the of the day like i truly believe that like i was just talking to my brother the other day about some cool divine like sort of happenstance thing that happened to him where he booked a job because whoever was like running this job knew the people that he worked for in another job and that's just like really how the world works like it really does so like i think this is kind of going in a different direction, but I know, like, in the area I grew up in and I know, like, people I know are really concerned about, like, getting great grades and all of that, and that's obviously, like, important, but to an extent because, you know, one, I've never been asked what my GPA is, and I know my life is a lot different than most people that, like, go to college and are going to get maybe, like, a corporate job or whatever, but it's just, like, that stuff doesn't necessarily really matter at the end of the day it's more about how you can connect with people and most of the time you get something because of a connection nowadays I just again that's just my own personal experience but I think like the overall theme of that is just like don't take life too seriously because everything works out in the end as it should you know what I mean so another thought I was having is I keep saying you know what I mean I don't know if that's because I keep podcasting and I'm like talking a lot but I actually hate that saying because it's like Yes, you know what I mean. <laughs> like, I'm being clear. I don't know. It's a bad habit. and I'm probably going to say it a bunch this episode, and I'm, I'm working on it. But yeah, I wanted to start off with the three good things concept because I forgot to do it last episode, and I was like, God damn it. I ended, and I was like, shit, I forgot to say that. Because I just want to make it a habit. I think it's really good. I think it's a great reminder. And again, just to reiterate, it's three good things about the day. So not like huge themes in your life, but like literally just the day and just like three things that are good. I'm grateful for today. So let's see, probably that I slept in, which was good and bad because, because of my like traveling to LA last week and having like a red eye and sleeping the whole day and then just like kind of non-stop moving the last 10 days. I mean, really the last three months because of going abroad and then coming back and being insanely busy immediately. I feel like I'm just like been so sleep deprived. So I slept to like literally 12 today, which typically I would be really hard on myself. But truly, like I've been very sleep deprived and I was like, I, my body just needs to rest. And then I've been out the whole rest of the day. So it's all good. So that and then I had to like help my boyfriend and bring him to meet a friend that was, like, he was doing work with and he needed to drop off some prints for him. And for those that don't know, he makes, like, all my merch for Ava and he works with direct-to-garment printers and makes merch for other people. So we were dropping that off to, like, a friend slash client. And then because I helped him out, he got me a coffee at La Cologne. So I was like, hell yeah, I love La Cologne coffee. And then I just ran some errands, went to Target. I needed to get some stuff and that was good. And now I'm here and I actually... One of the three good things, I guess, is that I actually had time to record this podcast episode before I have a meeting with my brother at five, because for those of you who like maybe don't necessarily know, because I do know that I do a lot of stuff, so it can be kind of confusing like what I actually do, but I am a small business consultant as well, so like I'll do our like consultations, and I think... It can be kind of confusing sometimes because a consultation can be, like, free. Like, it's, like, a first 15-minute consultation to, like, maybe work with me in a different capacity. But I have, like, hour-long paid consultations where we can dive into, like, any single part of your brand. And probably, like, my most common and what I'm, like, the most passionate about is just, like, social media and, like, how you can show up more really efficiently. Like, that's kind of my thing and, like, not have a lot of shame around it because there's, like, so much that you could be always doing and I think – What I always tell my clients is, like, if you're overwhelmed and you, like, feel like you have to do everything, like, you have to just start, like, from the basics and just do as much as you possibly can, like, and you don't burn yourself out. So him and I are just going to, like, be talking about how to get, like, his podcast set up and, you know, I'm kind of teaching him little ways of, like, Instagram and Reels and stuff and I think, like, when you're in the world of social media, you often forget that, like, Not everyone's at the level that you're at with your knowledge about, like, how these platforms work, so I, like, have been kind of putting my social media, like, studio business on hold because I've just been really focusing on, like, the podcast and my content creation and stuff like that, but I think, like, as I start putting more content on my, like, studios page, I think I want to target more, like, really, really basic, like, granular stuff about, like, how to even, like, edit your TikToks and Reels, because I think there's just, like, little things that people miss that makes, like, like, sets yourself apart from other people, and it doesn't make it look as elevated if you don't know, like, those basic things, like, type hierarchy and things that you, like, learn in design school, Um, but you don't need to learn that stuff in design school, I just, like, it's just the verbiage that I know, and, like, hierarchy and type and stuff like that from my degree, But anyways, that's a tangent. Um, That's just kind of what my day's looking like. It's also just like gorgeous out. It's so nice to like, it's kind of funny. I feel like, I don't know, I feel weird right now because I feel like I just like missed the whole like winter because I was away even though like obviously it was winter in Germany and the UK, but I just feel like it's like I didn't have any winter here in my hometown and now it's just like summer-ish. Like obviously it's spring, but it feels like summer today. So I'm just like, this is so weird. I don't know. (laughs) I feel like I basically just skipped like three months. But let's get into it. I, oh, one other thing. This doesn't, literally does not matter at all, but I just like wanted to address it. It was what I wanted to start with and I totally forgot is that I'm going to be starting a little segment, which it might be everything. It depends if I had coffee or not during when I'm recording, but something that my boyfriend and I always say is that when I'm caffeinated, like I'm sure you guys can tell I talk a lot And usually, like, when him and I are driving, like, home from the beach or, like, New York or something like that, when it's, like, a longer drive, like, usually I'll have a coffee and then I'll just be, like, talking his ear off. And he calls it, like, Caffeine with Jenny. So, I think it's going to be, like, segments of, like, Caffeine or Caffeinated with Jenny during the podcast because I just think it's funny. I don't know. It's catchy. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I'm like, do I rename my podcast that? Kind of like that, but... We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. I actually really need to trademark this podcast name, and I'm sleeping on that, so I really need to get on that, and I need to be held accountable. So comment, comment somewhere and say, Johnny, go get trademarked, I need to be held accountable. It's really hard, like, this is the thing about being, like, a multi-hyphenated person is, like, you truly just cannot show up 100% for each business at the same time, which is, like, obviously, But it's like I want to do all of this stuff and I don't have the funds yet to like hire somebody else to help me and like I'm also incredibly busy with modeling right now. So like all of these little like important but like things that can maybe be pushed back are getting pushed back like trademarking all my businesses or like, you know, making my websites more SEO like optimized or whatever. It's so funny because like SEO optimized is like redundant because it's literally SEO is like search engine optimization. But anyways, I'm geeking out. So let's get into it. The conversation about acne and birth control, all the things I was talking about. So prefacing, as always, I'm not a medical professional. This is just my own experience. And the thing that I really need to get across, guys, is that everyone is so different. Everyone's bodies are so different. There are so many factors in our lives that cause acne, that, you know, cause us to have gut microbiome issues, and to have different hormonal issues, and some things work for some people, some pe- things don't work for other people. So you have to take everything I say with a grain of salt, but the reason I want to make this into an episode, rather than like just making TikToks or just making static posts about it, or blog posts, which again, I, I don't read blog posts, so I just like, I'm, I don't want to make the content that... I wouldn't want to read because I know there's other people out there like me and I want to attract people that are like me so this just makes more sense for me and again it's like you can have it stack while you're listening to this and walk and like learn information but anyways I'm getting all jumbled the point is is that you cannot know unless you like you can't know about different options unless you hear about them does that make sense I kind of said that weird but like If you, I think it's more like if you are feeling like you are questioning something in your life, but you don't know anybody else that's doing it differently, you almost kind of like create a little bit of imposter syndrome of like, was that even an option or is that possible? Or like you may not even know that there are other options out there. So that's kind of like the only intention I have with this is to just tell you that there are other options out there. And that, like, these are the things that have worked for me and that I've done. And the advice that, like, I've taken from people that's helped me. And whatever. So let's just get into it. So if you guys don't know, now you're going to hear that I've... And the language I, like, use about my acne is really changed over time. Because I really do believe in, like, neurolinguistic programming. And, you know, like, the way you talk about yourself really does, like, program your brain and... I don't know. I think our brains are just really powerful. That's been proven. So again, like this is just my experience. But I like to say like I have dealt with acne since I was 15 rather than like being like I've been a victim of acne or I've really been struggling or like I've had bad skin. Like I think I said the last time, like I don't like the saying of like I have bad skin or good skin because it's just like it's just skin. Like why are we putting like such a negative – thing on it and it's kind of just like the societal norm of we have always said that clear skin is better when it's like why you know because it's like I think like when I was younger I got really bullied about my skin and people would say that like my skin was really dirty and I should go like wash my face and stuff and it's like of course they're just like kids being mean but it's like usually people who have acne actually have like wakes cleaner skin because like they're doing a ton of stuff that's like cleaning their skin to help it, but from that, which I'll get into, sometimes that's doing more harm than good. Um, so yeah, I just think I changing the narrative of saying like I have bad skin or my bad, my skin looks bad today, and just be like, okay, my skin is just skin. It's just it's just being right now, you know. And I think it's a tricky thing because, again, I I don't really necessarily. I know it's like. This is kind of controversial. I mean, this whole topic is con- controversial, but when you are in the public eye, like I know everyone says like niching down and you should be known for this. And like to an agree, I like agree with that. But for me, it's like I don't really know if I want to just be known as like somebody that talks about acne or I want to be known for like being an ethical business owner. And like I I just want to be known as like me. I don't know, like more for like my energy and how I show up like that feels more aligned to me. But I think in the world of like acne positivity and stuff, like it's like anything, it's like body positivity, whatever, there's always going to be trolls that are going to say something negative. So it's like a topic I wanted to talk about in another episode is like about like the idea of like political correctness and how sometimes like we take it a little bit too far. And I think I said a couple episodes ago of like, I almost always kind of like say before I say what I'm going to say of like, oh, I hope this doesn't offend you or like, you know, try and say, like, the positive before I say the thing that I just want to say. So I'm, like, I'm trying to, like, not be that way when I'm talking, and I just want to, like, talk as if I would, like, normally talk to, like, people in my life. Um, but where was I going with that? I think it was just, like, you... Oh, I remember. It was, like, the idea of you can actively be trying to, like, get rid of your acne while also being, like... In acceptance that you have acne. You know, because I think a lot of people out there are like, well, if you're just accepting it, then why would you want it to go away? And I think it's like, it's just really complicated. You know, I think it's the same sort of idea of like, well, you should accept what your body looks like, but you know, If you are maybe more like strong and fit and like muscular and you are being very active every day, you might just like feel better, you know, like overall stamina and energy and sleep better, whatever it is, your energy, um, your just like mindset, whatever, you know. And I think it's the same with acne and it's like also until we start seeing this more normalized in like ads and TV and online and whatever, which I don't know like I mean it's happening but it's like it's just not as mainstream as I would like it to be it's like I think subconsciously no matter how quote positive you are with it it's hard to kind of let not let things seep in of like with all the like use of filters and editing and all this sort of stuff it's kind of hard to not be like oh I wish my skin was clearer and It's definitely hard for me like I have dealt with this for a long time and now that I'm older I think it's even harder because it's like I'm almost 27 and my skin is still not perfect and it's like I just feel I don't know I just feel uncomfortable when like people see my skin and they must think like how old is she like she you know what I mean? Like people must think I'm younger cuz I have acne, which like, I mean, I guess that's fine, but I don't know, it just it definitely just like plays some games with your brain and it's like, you know, we're we're not no one's perfect. Like there are days when I'm like more down about it than others and whatever, and I think again, like I always say, like being in the modeling industry for so long and having like such a microscope on me at all times has really played a role into like how it makes me feel on like a day-to-day basis because i want to sit here and be like yeah i'm not phased by it at all like if i go do a job and everyone else has literally flawless skin I'm not going to like be in my head about it, but it's like, I'm, I am like, it's, it's hard not to compare yourselves, especially when like your agents and stuff are like looking at you and being like, well, how's your skin look? And like, you're getting all these pictures taken of you and then like their skin's getting edited. So it's like, okay, well that I guess isn't desired and good. And it's just like all this conditioning and programming that not just models C, obviously I'm just speaking from my experience. So the point of this whole conversation was like one kind of normalizing it and also just telling you like. It's a thing that's literally, like, such an epidemic in our entire, like, in the nation and the whole world, really. And just to talk about, like, that I have been dealing with that for a long time. And I think something that, I think for, like, quote, normal folk, which, again, I've said I don't really like that saying. But I just, I think I need to come up with, like, a different way to word that of, like, people that just aren't, like, in the public eye. Um yeah, I'll work on that, (laughs) but, like, what was I gonna say? I think it was, like, oh, yeah, like, for you guys, you see, you know, models, and they're, like, edited, and honestly, a lot of models do just have, like, perfect flawless skin, like, I don't know what it is, and then, so for you, you kind of think, like, oh, well, I don't look like them, because their skin's perfect, and then I even have that thought, like, honestly, sometimes, actually, a lot of times, I'm working on it again, I'll go out, and I'll be, like, well, people wouldn't think I'm a model because I have acne. Like, why would they think that? And it's, like, something that I've gotten a lot better at, like, dealing with. And I've talked about this in the past, like, briefly about how I was very open about it on social media and it, like, took a huge weight off my shoulders. But then again, I was told by my agents, like, hey, you should probably take this down because it, like, might hinder your career, which I was very, very hesitant about. And then I just was, like, I don't want to, like, walk on eggshells and, like, harm my career at all. So I took it down. But... It's, like, just made me feel so much better to just be open about it, and that made me feel less like I had to, like, hide that part of me because it's, like, it does suck. It might deter clients to work with me, but at the end of the day, most clients just, like, edit your skin anyway. So it's just, like, I've kind of gotten to a point where I'm, like, well, if they don't want me for that, then, like, whatever. Um, But anyways, I think it's just, like, all of us can relate in different ways. I'm just, like, speaking from my experience that I think it's a little bit more, like, Um, deeply ingrained in me than say if I would never model in my life especially since I started modeling when I was so young so it's like so much conditioning in my brain and I've been really really actively trying to work on that to like separate that like my skin equals my worth or whatever Um, so yeah let's just like fully fully dive into like how I basically got rid of my cystic acne like I started really getting acne when I was like 15 of course like your hormones change a bunch I was like definitely going through it, like, stress. stress, more stressful things were happening in my life at the time, and then, it, like, it would go in major waves, like, up until college, it was just, like, up and down and up and down, and it would get worse when I was more stressed, like, my skin was, like, really, like, just breaking out a lot my senior year of high school, when I was, like, probably one of the most stressful years of my life, um, which, again, I'll dive into that story again some other time, um, and then... And also, mind you, I had been on birth control from the time I was maybe 16 to 23, I want to say. So a long time. And again, not a medical professional. This is my experience, so take it with a grain of salt. Like, I'm not here to, like, debate it. Like, if birth control works for you, great. But I just want you to know that there's other options because I think birth control is just given out, like, really too easily sometimes to, like, quote, fix or mask problems. So, like, this is just what works for me. Again, I was on birth control for, like, over 10 years. So, like, I also did it. So, I'm, like, not no shame, no judgment, anything. It's just, like, this is what worked for me. So, basically what happened was, like, my senior year of college, my skin had actually gotten, like, pretty settled. Like, it was probably some of the clearest skin I had had in a long time. And, like, I was so comfortable not wearing makeup to class and things like that. And then... When i studied abroad that like summer after graduating i actually had gotten the iud so i got it i think i got skyla because i'm like sensitive to metals so i didn't want to get the uh the copper one and then the other one i think was like more hormonal i can't remember um one not to scare you or anything but it hurt so so bad to get it in like i have a very high pain tolerance and it was like honestly horrible But I felt like it was worth it because I was going to be traveling all summer and I was like moving to New York and I was like this last three years. So this is just like so easy. I don't want to take a pill for the rest of like whatever amount of years I need to take it. And I was solely on it so I wouldn't get pregnant. Like that was the main thing. And then like, of course, like most people, it did help like my skin level out. But again, it wasn't like I never had acne again. Like I went in waves with it. So I'm on the IUD, whatever. I think I was on it for maybe like a year and when I was abroad, that was, like, the first couple months. Like, the whole summer, my skin was really good. And then for some reason, once I moved to New York, it just got – again, I'm, I'm like, wanting to say bad, but I really don't want to use that word. Like, it just started to break out so much. And I don't know if it was, like – again, I pinpointed it really, like, at the time, like – maybe a year later that I think it was due to the IUD and it was just like the effects were kind of like took a little bit to come on but it was like a lot of life change as well like I was living in a new city I was also living in a city so there is more like pollution I was stressed I was traveling a lot I was getting a lot of makeup put on myself like on myself on my face every single day from like clients I was working with and I was like also always having makeup on to go to castings and things like that so I think it was just Kind of a recipe for disaster, honestly. And then, of course, like I said before, it's like I'm under a microscope. So it's like every single day I'm constantly looking at my face and I'm like, oh, there's another pimple. There's another like cyst on my face. Like I need to deal with this right now. So I went into like psycho mode and I was like, I need to scrub my face. I need to like do all these things. And of course, in this world of like skincare, it's it's all about fads. It's all about trends. Like there's all these new brands popping up especially with like influencer marketing and stuff like that. It's like we're just constantly fed these new products. And I was listening to the What We Said podcast the other day and JC was talking about how like Curology really works for her, but then she just gets bored and tries other things. And I was like, I'm literally the same way. Like something will be working and I'll be like, oh, but I saw this on TikTok or Instagram and like I want to get that now. And it's like that's what I would recommend not doing and like really trying to just like, One, you have to test things, but I think if I were to do it all over again, I'm trying to think, like, what I was even using at the time. Like, I really don't know, because I had gone to, like, facialists and stuff, and I had gotten products from people, but I think it was, like, I was doing a lot of stuff on the outside and not the inside, and now that I know about other things, it's, like, I try and deal with a lot from the inside out now, so... Again, this is going to be kind of jumbled and again, like what I did was so expensive and I just, I want to save you the money and save you the time and I think like, again, it did not help that people were putting like different moisturizers and different things on my face like every single day, but I got to a point where I was like, I was in this like women's group and... I think there was, like, a woman in there that was, like, hey, guys, I'm trying to be a hormonal coach, and I need to get some hours. Like, would anyone want to hop on, like, a free consultation call so I can, like, have my get my hours in and stuff? And I was, like, yes, please. Like, I was, like, give me anything at this point. And so we got on a call, and I, like, told her what was going on, and she was, like, it sounds really hormonal what you're going through. And, like, growing up, you're not really taught about these sort of things. Like, we don't talk about hormones. It's just, like... I don't know it's just like not talked about at all so I didn't even think about that and so she tells me she's like I really think you should get off your birth control I think you should eat no animal products for at least a year and just like completely reset your body and when she told me that I was like okay I've been like sort of plant-based before so like I mean sorry I had been plant-based I've been sort of plant-based like at that time so I was like okay that's fine I don't have to eat any animal products and I was like really really strict about it for like at least six months and but I was super hesitant to get off birth control because I was like I'm in a serious long-term relationship like I do not want to get pregnant and like I want to have kids eventually so like I don't know what to do and I'm living in a different city and I just feel like it's just like safer for me to like stay on this IUD and then I think like a couple days passed and I was just like I'm so sick of having acne like I will do anything at this point, so I think I, like, literally, like, made an appointment for the next Friday or something and, like, got it taken out, and then after that, like, I, it took me probably, like, a full year to, like, really see a difference in just, like, my mood, my cycle, my skin, like, just everything, and... I really wish I, like, tracked it better because I have seen people say, like, when I got off birth control after being on it for, like, 10 years, I felt like I was just, like, out of this haze. And it's, like, I don't really remember because I think, like, my life has just moved so fast for the last several years that it's just, like, too much change at one time sort of thing. But at that time, I really tried to, like, not do too much because I wanted to see like what was actually helping so I think I just like got off of it went about my business and then eventually ended up going on like some supplements that like people in some like women's group that knew a lot about hormones like people were telling me like you should take all these supplements so I did that and I think like it definitely was getting better and at the time I was like I need to just like be really minimal like I I just changed everything. I was like, I'm going to stop using, like, a freaking seven-step skincare routine and just go super minimal, like, super basic cleanser, like, avoiding so much perfume as possible. I don't know why I said it like that. Avoiding as much perfume as possible. Like, when there are perfumes or, like, parfum, whatever, in the product, like, that, just don't use that. It's, I don't, I honestly was listening to this podcast recently about how normal it is for us to use, like, perfumated like shampoo and just perfume in general and like lotions and um, detergents and stuff and it's just like it's we're just overwhelmed with that and I just feel like to me that makes sense that that would just like disrupt so many things like our endocrine cycle and like hormonal cycle and all those things so I really have gone super minimal over the last couple years like I use this really cool thing in my laundry they're just like these two magnets and the water spins it and the magnets like pull all everything off and then i just put like lavender drops in so i go super basic i use like essential oils for perfume i still have like two perfumes but i have santal le labo which i'm pretty sure is like an essential oil base so it's so freaking expensive and then i have another perfume that like once it runs out i'm not getting it back oh my gosh my laptop literally shut again guys i don't know what's happening i have to reset that but anyways, like I just I also am like just very sensitive to perfume, so I just make sure that like nothing I buy nowadays has perfume in it. So I have like Cerave like um facial cleanser that it has like the ceramides in it so it, like moisturizes it. And then I just use like a hyaluronic acid serum and like again, a non-perfume based moisturizer. Like I've used like um Tatcha, I've used I have been on Curology, which Again, I've been kind of in the last year in the fad of like buying the new trends and stuff. And once I got back from Europe, I was like I need to stop doing this. So I have actually like not a lot of moisturizer right now. The um podcast I had talked about like the travel stuff that I was using, I'm like almost out of that moisturizer, and I think I'm just going to like get curology again and keep it super basic like I, for a while, I was like, I want to show up on TikTok and talk about products and be, like, sponsored by products and stuff. And I'm like, I don't, I really just don't want to do that. Like, I'd rather just talk about it on the podcast because my skin is so sensitive that I don't want to be promoting things that, like, I really don't know how they're going to affect my skin. And then I don't know how they're going to affect my skin. So I'm like, I don't want them to make me break out. And it's, like, kind of challenging to do partnerships when, like, you haven't been using the product for 30 days because you really, like, don't really know what's happening, you know? So anyways, that was kind of a mouthful, but like that's kind of where I'm at now where it's like super, super basic. I also use like Yehova oil to get my makeup off, which is just like super great. And it like double cleanses your face. And then I was using this like skin laundry toner, which I really did like, but I ran out of it. And just because I like kind of want to make it more minimal and like go back down to the basics, I didn't get a new bottle. And then also I have a Kangen water machine, which... I've never really talked about it on the podcast, but I was actually, like, really, really into it at the beginning of COVID. But now I'm just kind of, like, I don't know. I'm really about it, but I just, I'm not really, it's, like, you have to get it through distributors. And I just, like, if you're interested, let me know. I am a distributor because I own one. Everyone can be a distributor when you own one. But basically what the machine is is that it's, like, uses a process of electrolysis and it makes different levels of water. So they're in pH levels. So, like, I drink a 9.5, which is more alkaline, and then they have a setting of, like, 2.5 and 6.0 and, like, 11.5 for, like, antibacterial, and then um, your skin should be, like, a 6.0 pH, so it, like, levels out the pH in your skin. So, that's really helped my acne, and although the machine is expensive, like, if you do the math over the years, it lasts you 25 years, and the savings is actually crazy because... I really shouldn't be buying, like, a bunch of skincare products because the machine, like, creates the stuff that I would need. So I really use, like, the 2.5 as my toner. And I'm, like, again, it's one of those things where I'm, like, oh, but it's so pretty to, like, have, like, a pretty bottle and I can make a video with it. And it's just, like, no. Like, my skin is everything. I need to, like, stop getting so distracted by, like, it's like shiny object syndrome. It really is. And I think I've just been trying to, like, put the blinkers on and be, like, okay, this is what works for me. This is basic. This is great. And, like, stick to that. So that's what I do now but like going back if I could change anything I would have done lasers sooner and again like lasers are expensive but I will say that I spent more money on skincare than I ever spent on lasers because over the two year period I had I think I spent six thousand dollars on skincare before I even paid for any laser like guys that's crazy. Like, what the fuck was I buying? (laughs) I'm like, I feel disconnected from that. I don't even remember. But I would say invest, even if it's not conga water, invest in a really good water machine uh, or water filter. I'm pretty sure Symbiotica actually sells water filters and also shower filters, but don't quote me on the water filter for drinking. But you have to get a good water filter because in the shower, because... Your body is the biggest organ, like your skin is your biggest organ, and then the water you drink, like it's not all waters created equal, that's very important. I also would really look at things from the inside out, so if you, like immediately I would say if you're having acne, go to a hormone coach, I mean sorry, like a hormone specialist, I guess they're a coach as well, but a specialist, get your blood tested, I, I would really like to get my blood retested, I don't even really know like where to go for that, And I I don't know if my insurance would cover it. That's the thing about this sort of stuff is not a lot of it is covered by insurance. But I know that Modern Fertility does at home like blood tests where you basically prick your finger and like put it on these like basically pieces of paper and you ship them back and they can test your blood. And I did that a couple months ago and all my levels came back normal. And I really wish I did it when it was like really severely like cystic acne because I'm sure it was like super out of whack. But at this point, I've been off birth control for like, I don't know, guys, like maybe three years. That's so crazy. And I just feel great. I don't know. And I I track my cycle using apps like I use this app called PD and it tells me like when I'm ovulating and all that sort of stuff. And I use this app called Stardust. But by the way, these are both free. And Stardust is great because it tells you about like kind of where you are in your cycle, whether like you're in one of the phases which is involved with cycle syncing which I will talk about in another episode, but it's just like kind of modern and funny and it tells you funny things. Is like really like in layman's term of like how you basically should be spending your diet. Like if you should be eating more iron and like spinach and stuff, or if you should be like laying low or if you're going to exercise that day, that day, like you may might gain more muscle that day. And it's, it's really interesting how cycle syncing can really like one, show you what you are like like during that time and really... Knowing the certain cycles, can if you are able to like work your work schedule around it, it, you could be more productive during a certain week. It's like, it's very, very interesting. But anyways, this is getting long and I have to hop on the call with my brother soon. So just a couple more things. So the lasers that I did, I did um, Fraxel. That was probably the most dramatic difference in my skin that basically got rid of my cystic acne within a month or so. Like, the actual cystic acne. Like, I still had acne after that and tons of scarring, but it, like, that really, like, once that was done, even the first one, it was, like, never again that cystic. And then I did something called Isolase, which I think, like, the place that I go in Philly, I think they said, like, they stop making these machines, like, once their last machine dies, like, they can't do it anymore. So I don't really know, but it's like a really cool service. And then stuff like microneedling, hydrofacials, like PRP microneedling with like the um, plasma from your blood. They, it's very interesting. It helps with scarring a lot. And then just like routine hydrofacials and maybe microdermabrasion and just like getting facials in general, like if you can once a month, like really deep cleaning your skin like, from a professional. And, like, they can do extractions if they need to. And just really trying, like, not to touch your skin, which, like, I'm preaching to myself because I'm, like, such a picker. It's really bad. But I've really tried not to do that over the last, you know, couple months. I'm getting better at it. But that's, like, key because that's what causes the scarring and the more bacteria and stuff. Also, if you haven't watched the Explained episode on Netflix about skin, you should watch it. It's really interesting. I also go to... An esthetician in Philly is called About Face Philly, and I'm pretty sure the owner or, like, the main esthetician, her name's Naomi, and she's from the area I'm from, and she's so knowledgeable about skin. Like, when I first met with her for my consultation, she told me all about skin and, like, why we really get acne and all, but also, like, there is a lot of unknowns about it but I had never learned so much about like the actual layers of our skin and like why this might be happening and it was like night and day like light bulb went off so if you can go to an esthetician so again go, going backwards hormonal coach esthetician and then possibly a dermatologist because I'm pretty sure like almost positive I don't think estheticians can really prescribe you a, like a tretinoid. tretinoid tretinoid uh don't call me on that but like a retinol um, but I could be wrong about that. It could also depend, like, state to state on that. But I got, like, a tret from my dermatologist just to get, try and get rid of, like, these little bumps on my face, which helps a lot. But you also, it makes you, like, photosensitive to the sun, so you have to wear sunscreen. Also, you should be wearing sunscreen every day, no matter what. Um, so yeah, I think what I kind of wrote down also, let me see, it was, I think I basically said everything that I wanted to say besides just easier said than done but whenever I'm exercising doing hot yoga going in saunas steam rooms things like that my skin is always better my skin I think like it because it really promotes like lymphatic drainage and it's just like getting everything moving and detoxing your body because you're sweating it out and when I was doing hot yoga every day and sauna like every day when I was living in London my skin was just like I felt like I was had like no puffiness in my face and then it was just like So much brighter, like I just looked more alive and just staying really, really hydrated. So I know some of this stuff is like, obviously, if you don't have the money for it it can be challenging. But I think if money is a concern, go to a consultation to an esthetician, because usually that's free and they can just kind of like assess your skin and then they sale sell, sell products that are good, like salicylic acid products and like hyaluronic acid and just like a nice moisturizer. Like I think just like really minimalizing your skincare routine and also just like really, really hydrating and sunscreen and like wearing hats and stuff like that and just trying not to pick at your skin is huge. So I think that's kind of everything I wanted to dive into And just know that if you are struggling with acne like so many other people are. I know it can be honestly sort of debilitating and really mess with your confidence. And it's hard when you don't see it all over social media. But I promise you that it's just like fabricated. And I was just at Target today and I saw so many other people with acne. And I was just like, okay, I'm not crazy. Like like some people do have acne. I'm not the only one because it's like it can be complicated when you're just seeing people on social media with like flawless skin. But usually it's edited to an extent. So... I hope this like lifted your spirits gained some knowledge again I'm not a medical professional always 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 talk to a medical professional before you do really anything that's like I don't know really messing with your body like I don't think you should just get off birth control cold turkey even though I did do that but you should talk to somebody and just talk about it with other people like ask the questions ask your mom ask your parents ask your best friends like just have the conversations. And I just, I basically wanted to just like give you the language to have the conversations with whoever you need to have the conversations with to like make the change if that's what you want to do. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Thank you guys so much for being here. If you want to write and review the podcast, that would be so great. And then also make sure to follow us on Instagram at Attracting Abundance Podcast. And then you can follow me on Instagram as well, either at the Jennifer Lynn Larkin or Jennifer underscore Larkin underscore. Thanks so much, guys. See you next time.